0: It's, it's simple. It's black and white. If you follow that, your poops will be great. Your body composition will benefit from it, and you will have no worries there. Today, we got the micros of the diet plan. So again guys, this is part 3 of setting up your specific diet plan. We've talked about calories, we've talked about macros, and now we're going to talk about micros. And why by micros, I mean micronutrients. These are the little guys that don't have as big of a bang for your buck when it comes to body composition, but without them it's gonna be hard to achieve that body simply because without them, our health will suffer. Um, and when your health suffers, your hormone suffers, your energy suffers, your sleep suffers, all these different things suffer. Um, you might get sick, you might not recover, who knows what the hell is gonna happen. But at the end of the day, if you're not healthy, you're not gonna achieve a good body composition either. So we're gonna break it all down for you today so you actually can understand what you need to know, what you need to consider inside of your diet, um, all of that. And we're actually gonna talk about fiber as well today because. Fiber is kind of that one. Some people call it a macro. Some people call it a micro. I tend to classify it as a a macro um, even though it's a subpart of carbohydrates. But we didn't talk about that on the last podcast and fiber is really fucking important. So we're going to break that down as well. So why don't we start by talking about – identifying what micros are. Micronutrients, um, essentially it's a broad category but it's the vitamins, the minerals, um, all of that. So It's the little guys that you see in multivitamins. It's what is composed of um, inside of spinach besides carbohydrates, besides fiber. So what vitamins, um, iron, calcium, all these different things. So we're going to break it all down for you. Try to make it simple. This one should be a quick one guys because you don't need to worry about it too much. When we look at macronutrients, we can get pretty specific with how much of each we need, and it's pretty easy to split it up inside of your diet. But there's never gonna be a point in time where you really need to say, okay, I need 2,000 milligrams of vitamin C and one gram of iron in each meal uh, six times a day, whatever it may be. Whereas carbohydrates, you can absolutely do that in an easier fashion. It's easier to track, and you can see the results pan out after doing so. Now, if you get sick, you might want to supplement with vitamin C. So there is places and times for that. But the big takeaway of this is going to be simple. If we ignore micronutrients in healthy foods, and yes, I said healthy. I know that's, a, that's a, a bad word in the dieting world for some reason, which if I can go on a rant real quick, it's crazy to me because ever since If It Fits Your Macros came out, And realize that I'm doing a a diet podcast on macros and all this stuff, so trust me when I say I absolutely see the benefit of macros. Um, Ever since If It Fits Your Macros came out, it became this clean eating versus If It Fits Your Macros crowd. And if you're in If It Fits Your Macros, all you do is eat junk food while drinking protein shakes and taking fiber supplements, which is not the case. Anybody who's actually ripped um, and performing well in the gym that does If It Fits Your Macros, 80 to 90% of their diet is is whole foods, it's real foods, it's quote-unquote clean foods. And yes, I'm going to say that because at the end of the day, we know that broccoli is a clean, healthy food and we know that a Pop-Tart is a dirty, bad, junk food. Okay, There's nothing wrong with that. And there's also nothing wrong with every once in a while eating a Pop-Tart or eating some ice cream or eating, drinking beer or eating burger, whatever it may be, there is no good and bad, but there is clean and dirty. And and I'm going to say that because... If you constantly stuff your face with dirty foods, quote-unquote, you are going to suffer from health uh, detriments. Your gut is going to take a hit and in the long run, we don't actually know what that's going to do and there's a lot of short-term studies that show that we can actually get away with eating some junk food and that's okay. If our body composition stays healthy and lean, we are much less likely to actually have any disease or any severe um, health detriments. So in that way, we can absolutely fit some junk into our macros and stay healthy. But in the long run, in 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, are you going to be suffering from specific digestive issues, specific mental issues, inflammation issues, from eating shitty food or artificial foods or processed food over the long run? We don't know. And to me, I'm not worth taking a risk. I also need to add that every single client I have who – follows macronutrients while prioritizing micronutrients inside of those macros sees better results they sleep better they have less stress they have less cravings which is a huge one and because of that they can adhere to their diet better which means their body composition is better if i took a client that was doing if it's your macros and kind of fitting whatever into their plan and then a client who was doing If It Fits Your Macros but was really specific about getting two to three servings of veggies a day, getting one to two servings of fruit per day, getting their uh, protein sources from lean, real foods, so on and so forth, and their vitamins and minerals and micronutrients were on check, in 60 days, they would have the same exact body composition. I'm not going to lie. But in 120 days – The person who is prioritizing micronutrients within their macro-based diet is going to be having better results and they're going to be adhering to their results easier. And I've seen it time and time again. A lot of times after about 60 days, the person who is solely doing if it fits your macros is going to fall off or they're going to stop seeing progress because the small amounts of junk food turn into binges because they are craving, because their hormones aren't functioning properly. Okay? So I've seen it happen Personally, I've seen it happen with many clients, and I've taken many clients who have done it, if it fits your macros approach, and I've turned them more towards a healthy, intuitive, controlled diet where we are actually focusing on micronutrients, healthy foods, and they get fantastic results. They get better results, and they keep those results long term, and that's the biggest thing. We all want results in 60 days, but do we want results that last another 365 days, we want to get ready for this summer. Fuck, let's stay ready for next summer, right? So before I go on too much of a rant, the point is there's a reason for this pyramid. There's a reason calories come first. They dictate the most bang for your buck when it comes to performance and when it comes to your body composition. Macros come next because calories are only determined by your macros. And after we set our calories and we get comfortable abiding by our calories – we need to set macros so we can perform better, so we can fine-tune what we need to do to see the result we want to see. So macros are very, very powerful. That's what's going to help us retain muscle. It's good. What it's going to help us function our hormones properly. It's what's going to give us the biggest bang for our buck when it comes to transforming our body composition, burning fat and building muscle. But micros, micros are going to help us in the long run. Micros are going to help us keep healthy, feel better, have energy, um, have healthy skin, Get rid of eczema, get rid of uh, acne. Have any digestive issues uh, there 's a lot of things that m- micronutrients will play a big part in. So the first one we want to talk about is minerals. Minerals are the inorganic things that are on the periodic table essentially and and we have macro minerals, meaning those that our body needs in greater abundance uh, and trace minerals which we actually don 't need as much of, so we can have those in smaller amounts. macro minerals, so the ones that we need more of, include calcium, phosphorus, potassium, sulfur, sodium, chlorine, and magnesium. And you'll hear this a lot in the body composition world. If we do not take care of, for instance, our potassium and sodium levels, we're not going to get good pumps. We're not going to be hydrated for training. We're probably not going to recover as well. So those aren't carbohydrates. Those aren't protein. Those aren't calories. But without them – our carbohydrates aren't going to do the job we need them to do when we're training. See, so so when we go down this step, I under, Like, you, we need to understand that carbs come first, one because they're a bigger bang for a buck, and two because they contain some of these micro uh, minerals and macro minerals and micronutrients. So we don't need to worry about these as much. Ma- the main reason macros come first, macronutrients come before micronutrients, uh, is because they're easier to monitor. They're easier to track. They're easier to implement. And we have more control over what we do with them. But a lot of those macronutrients, protein, fats, and carbs actually contain all these things we need. So back to the point. Um, so the, and these are going to help balance our electrolytes, fluid intake, all these different things. The trace minerals, the smaller ones, which serve important functions uh, in the human body, um, even though they're, they're not really acquired uh, required in in big amounts um there are things like iron um copper cobalt zinc um iodine selenium there's there's a bunch of them but again those are really important for example let 's talk about uh zinc is it falls in that same category I was just talking about with recovery and hydration and everything. Right? If you don't have zinc, you're not going to sleep well, your hormones are going to be out of whack. If you don't have iodine in your diet, one of the number one reasons females suffer from um, thyroid, actually in general, people in general suffer from iodine in, in our country above all other countries. So, I shouldn't say our country because we got international listeners. Um, why a lot of people have thyroid issues in America is because of the westernized diet. It doesn't have a lot of iodine. We remove iodine from salts uh, that are in restaurants and things like that. Um, and, and iodine-containing foods aren't really highly palatable, right? So, for instance, seaweed. Seaweed is one of the highest foods in iodine. But we rarely eat it unless we're going out to sushi, right? So if you look at uh, Asian cultures like Japan and things like that, Their level of thyroid issues is significantly lower because they have a lot of iodine in their diet. They're eating seaweed on a regular basis, right? So we want to – and again, this is normal salt too. So if you have pink Himalayan salt, I suggest you dust – Everything you cook with pink Himalayan salt because it's going to help you get your iodine. It's going to help your thyroid function. It's going to help all your recovery properties, like I was just talking about, because that's real sodium, but it also is high in iodine, just like seaweed. So those are those are big, big important things that influence our health. That if we don't take care of those, the macronutrients don't matter. But again, this comes after macros, so I'm big on both of them. And, and to me, it you know I might take a couple side rails here, guys, but to me. One of the most important things to consider is that this pyramid is set up from a scientific basis and I believe in it 100%. Calories on a scientific level, it's energy balance. So calories in versus calories out is the biggest deal. Macros, same thing, bigger deal. But if someone comes to me and they have zero experience tracking macros or calories or they don't even understand what protein, fats, and carbs are, I'm not going to worry about them. I'm going to skip level 1 and level 2. I'm going to go straight to level 3, which is micronutrients that we're talking about right now. And I'm going to prioritize eating a specific amount of certain foods so they are getting more micronutrients in their diet because I know that's going to help them adhere to healthy foods better. They're going to have less cravings. They're going to be more satisfied throughout the day. They're going to have healthier skin, healthier energy, healthier hormones. And I know this, right? So we don't need to worry about calories. But I will say… Once they get a grasp on that and they understand what we're dealing with and we get some results, I'm going to move right back down to level one because when we are trying to transform a body, that is the biggest thing. So let's move on to vitamins. So we talked about minerals. Vitamins are um, organic micronutrients, essentially, that uh, they come in two different types, fat-soluble vitamins and water-soluble vitamins. And all that means is fat-soluble vitamins are absorbed with uh, the assistance of fat. So if you look at fat, As a boat shuttling the vitamin into your cells, right? So the small intestine, um, this happens in the small intestine and and this is why fat-soluble vitamins we actually don't need as frequently because they get stored in our body fat. But it's also why when people are getting ready for a uh, a bodybuilding competition and they are like significantly lean, it's more important to focus on micronutrients because they're going to be shuttling those out more quickly because they don't have as much body fat to store these mint vitamins in, right? And then water-soluble vitamins, we need to take in more frequently because water gets excreted from us through urine and sweat on a daily basis. So we are excreting these vitamins on a much more frequent basis, Right, so um, it's another reason why if you're in a really, really hot climate, it's probably more important to really focus on these things because you're going to start sweating more, you' probably get more um, digestive or immune issues because you're you're shuttling these vitamins out so frequently um, so again, fat soluble water soluble those are the two types of vitamins, and essentially, you look at fat and water as the boat that ships the vitamin to the cell, so what that also means is if you are so for instance, fat-soluble vitamins include vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and vitamin K. So an easy way to look at this is ADEC. It's an acronym. It just it helps you memorize ADEC, A A D E K. So if you're going to be taking vitamin D pills on a regular basis, I wouldn't suggest doing it on an empty stomach first thing in the morning with a bottle of water. I would suggest waiting till you have a meal with coconut oil and eggs and some kind of fat, avocado, whatever it may be fish, anything, because the fat in that meal is going to help shuttle those vitamins into the cell. Now, if you have a lot of body fat to lose, you're probably going to be better off, but at the end of the day, no matter what, you should be consuming fat with those vitamins. So water-soluble vitamins are pretty much any form of vitamin B and C. So if you're going to be taking vitamin B and C, make sure you have a full glass at least of water with it. Right. I suggest all vitamins be taken with food because all food contains water and most foods contain fats. You're kind of covering your bases there. But at the end of the day, remember, vitamins B and vitamin C should be taken with water because they're water-soluble. And A, D, E, and K should be taken with fat because they are fat-soluble vitamins. Really, really key here, guys. One of the biggest things that I want everybody to take away from this um, is something – I did a video about this actually for the Vigor Ground Instagram, and essentially it's – some people call it the inclusive versus the exclusive mindset. Um, I've always talked about it as, as – Precision Nutrition does this as well. Addition versus subtraction, right? Add in instead of take away. Implement instead of exclude or however you want to say it. But the point is, is when we look at micronutrients, we need to look at implementing. When we look at macronutrients, sometimes we need to look at excluding. So everybody's going to fall in a different boat with macronutrients. Some people are eating too much. Some people are, aren't are eating enough. So it's kind of 50-50. Do we need to implement more calories or do we need to exclude some calories? But with micronutrients, we need to be careful if we are on a diet and we are excluding foods because that is how we create a, a vitamin or a mineral deficiency. So... It's really hard to get a fat-soluble vitamin deficiency simply because our body's going to store more of it over time. So it takes a long time of completely not taking vitamins and minerals or completely avoiding all micronutrient-dense foods to get a, a, vitamin, uh, a fat-soluble vitamin deficiency. The only one in that category is usually that people usually suffer from a uh, deficiency in is vitamin D, and that's less because of food um, and fat on our body and more because of sunlight because sunlight is our... Dominant source, so I, I recommend everybody buy, supplement with vitamin D because that plays a huge role in hormonal health. Um, and a lot of us, even they like the higher percentage of people, even living even living in California, actually have a, a really high deficiency in vitamin D. So it's important to supplement with that. So um, I, w- I would focus on that now. If we're looking at the inclusive or exclusive mindset or the addition or subtraction mindset, we got to think about if we need to get more vitamins. We need to think about adding in more micronutrient dense foods. So if we have 150 grams of carbs, I would highly suggest that 100 grams of carbs comes from whole foods that are containing vitamins and minerals, at least. That's two-thirds of your diet. So if we look at no matter what, two-thirds of the ratio of your carbohydrates being consumed, they should probably be vegetables, uh, root veggies. They should be whole grains if you're doing grains at all. It should be some fruit. It should be things that are going to provide these vitamin minerals that we're talking about, okay? And I am going to go over fiber, guys. I'm going to do that at the very end. The biggest deficiencies that we need to consider, um, especially when dieting, and they've done studies on this. um, Now, they're a little outdated by about... 10 years or so, 10, 13 years. But the point is, is not much has changed. Most bodybuilders stick to the same food groups um, and they, they diet in the same way. They cut calories for a long time, which they end up suffering from. Like When, when most bodybuilders cut calories, we, they, they, they don't become flexible with their dieting. They actually become less flexible. They become more rigid because, let's be honest, it's easier to prep a bunch of meals and stick to lean meats so you can save fats for tasty things like peanut butter and nut butters, avocado, things like that. Um, and then you usually stick with, okay, rice is easy. I'm going to cook a bunch of it. I'm to eat rice for every meal. But now we're not getting any squash, we're not getting any carrots, we're not getting any sweet potatoes and yams and red potatoes and all these different things that provide vitamins, minerals, and fiber. So the most commonly reported micronutrient deficiencies by bodybuilders or really just health nuts that are on a diet are going to be vitamin D, calcium, zinc, magnesium, and iron. So there's a couple things we can do about this. If we're on a diet or if we know that we don't get a wide variety of foods, There's a few things that we want to consider. Number one is going to be get variety in your foods. If you know that you're on a strict diet and you have to have greens in every meal, switch up the greens you get. Even though broccoli is green and so is kale and so is uh, asparagus and green beans and all these different things, they all have different nutrients inside of it. Some of them have similar nutrients but a lot of them have varying micronutrients. So the key is, is every time you go to the grocery store, switch it up. If you had apples this week, get berries next week. Get bananas the next week. Switch it up every time. That is so huge. Look up. You can Google this. I'm not going to go over a review of every food that contains all these vitamins and minerals. But if you Google vitamin or foods high in vitamin D, there's always a blog or something out there that has a list of 30 fucking foods. So take that when you go to the store and look at vitamin D, calcium, zinc, magnesium, and iron. The other thing you can do is take a vitamin, uh, a, a multivitamin, or a greens drink, or both. Some um, multivitamins actually do not have enough of what you really need. They supplement a lot of the cheaper vitamins inside of it so you just get a big bang of something that you're not actually deficient in and then you get a very little amount of the things you are. So you might be better off supplementing specifically with vitamin D, calcium, zinc, and magnesium and iron or you do a combination of both. Get a greens drink, drink it every single day, vary your diet as much as possible and then... Supplement with a couple things that you need to supplement with. You could also Google symptoms from suffering from a vitamin D deficiency, calcium deficiency, zinc deficiency, magnesium deficiency, iron deficiency. And then you can move forward with trying to attack those foods because you – so for instance, iron, if you get bruising really easily, you might have a iron deficiency. It's not always the case because some people are naturally like that and women fall into this category a lot with iron. But if you look at it and go, oh, shit. I might have an a, a iron deficiency. And then you start supplementing with iron or foods that have a lot of iron in it. Look what happens. You stop getting bruised so much. You notice that I feel a little bit better, a little more lively, a little more energy, recovering better. Then you know that that was a deficiency. So you really got to look at that because some of these can have a big effect on um, your recovery, which is crazy to think about because a lot of people are like, oh, you're not recovering. You got to get protein. Well, They've shown that iron has a significant effect, so does magnesium, on your ability to recover. They've also shown that vitamin D has a significant effect on your circadian rhythm and your sleep patterns and your hormonal patterns, which can all have a a huge uh, correlation or dictation on the results you actually see. So the big thing is get one to two servings of fruit per day, get two to three servings of veggies, vary your foods. You should cover your bases. But the main reason we want to talk about this is micronutrients are important for health. And if you don't prioritize health, you're not going to prioritize your body, period. Okay. The other part of this micronutrient phase is fluid intake. So we all should be drinking fluid. But we got to remember too that some people overdo fluids. They're drinking two gallons a day. You do not need that much water. Um, In fact, we talked about water-soluble vitamins. We're probably flushing out a lot of it if we're drinking too much. We want to let our body digest properly. Get, But at the same time, we need enough water. So usually people fall on one end of the spectrum, either way too little or way too much. So what you want to do is get enough and remember that if you're in, increasing your sources or your intake of vegetables and fruit, vegetables usually have like 80 to 85% water. Meat is like 65% water. So most of the food you eat is actually really, really high in water and you just don't realize it, okay? So a good way to go is Drink two-thirds of your body weight in pounds in fluid ounces per day or focus on five clear urinations per day, right? Two of those should be shortly after training because you should be drinking a lot um, of water during training, up to a liter in your training. But the big point here is simple. Get enough water. So two-thirds of your body weight is an ideal amount. So for me, I'm going to be drinking at least a gallon a day. Like that's, that's about a gallon a day, and that's a good amount. If you look at me drinking a gallon a day plus all the foods and vegetables I eat, I'm usually getting more because of the water intake in my food and stuff, okay? So with that being said, guys, we pretty much covered the micronutrients. And the last thing I want to talk about is fiber. Fiber is extremely important. Without the micronutrients, without the water, fiber is not going to work properly. And you can eat all the carbs in the world, but if you're eating white rice all day and it has no fiber – You're going to be suffering in the bathroom and I don't need to go into too much detail there. But if you're not having a healthy gut and a healthy digestive system, you're going to hold on to a lot of food. You're going to hold on to a lot of bulk. You're going to feel like shit. You're not going to train hard. And your body composition will actually suffer if you do not get enough fiber because there's a lot of processes in the body and in the gut that regulate and that function properly because of fiber. So easy rule of thumb, guys. Shoot for a lot of veggies, shoot for a lot of fruits. You shouldn't have to worry about anything. Shoot for some low glycemic carbs so you can get some fiber um, and have the higher glycemic carbs around training. The big takeaway here is from research studies, from uh, experience, from personal, from clients, I recommend the minimum dose for females is to get 20 to 25 grams of of fiber per day for males 25 to 30 grams of fiber per day i would not recommend anybody going over for females 45 to 50 and for uh, men 55 to 60 if you go over that you might have some digestive issues everybody's different so you might be able to push that but i don't recommend pushing it too far Um, another way 10 grams of carbs for every 10 to 15 grams of carbs for every 1,000 calories. So if you're eating 2,000 calories a day, that's 20 to 30 grams of uh, fiber per day minimum. But on a, on a regular basis, even if you are a little bit lower calorie, I do not suggest going below 20 for women, and I do not suggest going below 25 for men. It's it's simple, it's black and white. If you follow that, your poops will be great, your body composition will benefit from it, and you will have no worries there. That's all I got for you guys today. That is part three of setting up your specific diet, micronutrients. I'll see you guys next time. If you love the Mind Versus Muscle podcast, want more free content, and you want to support the movement, share this podcast and leave us a five-star rating and review. To get your questions answered on the next episode, see the show notes for our social media handles and hashtag Mind Versus Muscle.